out to Leopold Scotch, also known as Butters, also known as Professor Chaos. The song about getting a shuriken or a ninja star to the eyeball, like he did. Yeah. Fighting ninjas. Let's fighting love. Let's fighting love. Shout out to South Park. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to our New Year's Eve slash New Year's episode. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2023, officially. Woo. This is Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe. I'm Chris Evans. That's Trevor Alstrom. He's He's known as... I'm now known as Gravel Shits. And why don't, why don't we both be Gorgeous George? How about that? Nah, I'm Gravel Shits. You can, uh, you can be Gorgeous George. He wants to be gorgeous too, folks. So we'll call him Gorgeous Shits. Okay. <laughs> gorgeous Shits. My poops sometimes look like hot taco soup, but that's okay. He has poops that look like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction sometimes, but it's all good. Yo, crater face. Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't like how you're talking to me right now. So how are you liking 2023 so far, Trevor? Oh, it's been okay. Yeah? I've what been, what, uh, I've what been, happened in the first day of the year for you? I hung out here, did laundry, worked on stuff for the, the show, and did a little guitar, and uh, been been pretty chill. Yeah. And we, 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 we both got tomorrow off, and yeah. we got chicken leftovers from... Chicken. Did dinner that I cooked yesterday. It was good. Chicken so. dinners. So, yeah. It's been pretty chill so far. I'm sure it'll get a lot worse real quick. Hey, don't worry, man. As, as it gets worse, we'll evolve. Always moving forward. Progression. Like, we're going to be like the fish that gets on the land. Is the lung fish. He's like, I got feet now, bitches. Well, I always think of, like, the first fish that got up on yeah, land. land. And he, he just got, like, beat up real quick. <laughs> like, land people were just like, what the fuck is that? Dude, that's Peter Griffin would yeah. be waiting for him. Peter just Griffin would be on like... Him. And then eventually, there's a fish that comes on the land, and he's got a gun. And he shoots Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots somebody. That's like and from the other like, guys. Now, my brothers, it's our time. And then, like, squids and fucking jellyfish start coming out of the ocean. Yeah, the sea, the sea life take over. The sea come back for ye. That's like with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and the other guys with the tuna versus the lion. Yeah, you yeah. think that a 600-pound lion would fare against a 900-pound tuna and 30 of his friends? <laughs> We're evolving, all right? Yeah. We'll figure out. We'll we build breathing apparatuses. We'll <laughs> breathing apparatuses. Breathe through the skin. stalk you and your family all we the time. We will land. learn your habits. Now, will it be overnight? Probably not. It'll probably take weeks of, of planning and <laughs> development. But eventually... Eventually, we'll be able to stalk you for forever. Then you'll regret. Mark just looks at him. Ugh. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I think we got a pretty cool episode today. We went back the last two to three days or so, and we re-listened to some of the best Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast and took notes. episodes from out the years. Uh, from out the years. From out the year. The last year. Yeah, this past year. But um, I think we went over some of our best episodes. I think maybe there's some other ones we might have forgotten, uh, honorable mentions and stuff. But I think the episodes we re-listen to uh, will really be great to talk about. Because we got some amazing jokes that just get hidden in these episodes every once in a while. and gems. But before we do that, I guess for news, uh, for, I guess, announcements. Trevor, where's your newspaper? You need your it. newspaper. You have, have to it. shake it in front of the, the microphone. The, the, the ambiance. I guess, though, for, for, for announcements, we're uh, looking, actively looking, and we're about to have a first round of interviews for a producer. 
Trevor's very excited. And he we'll doesn't know how out. to feel. He's like, her, I've never hired yeah. no one before. Oh, I've always been the asshole getting hired. So. so so you don't know how to treat somebody if you hire them? I'll treat them really good. Okay, I'll then. The What's the problem person? here? I'll be the cool boss. Trevor, Trevor's super excited. We're about to get a dude on here. Thomas the Tank. We're going to call him Thomas the Agent Tank. Uh, that's going to be his new nickname. I'm already dedicating it to him. Uh, he's got a good podcast, the Broken Glass Podcast. Does have a good podcast, the Broken Glass Podcast. And, and he's local. Uh, always trying to play footsie with folks. No, you have, you're right there, and I have big feet. My feet are pretty much underneath me. They so. are now. Yours are always out. Like, they're like, like you have to be fucking roots. Uh, they're like tree the roots. Ground. They gotta look for good nutrients. No, they're searching. No, you're not. And you're, your feet and, and, your, and you're like a, you're like a rock with some nutrients how there, and my how feet. How do your feet fare under your seat? Do they do well? Eh, sometimes. They keep them there. God damn it! I'm never doing this to you. I would laugh if you did. Yeah, I know. That's the weird part. You'd be like <laughs> silly goose. No, not that sort of laugh. Yep, Trevor's all about them silly gooses. <laughs> I like vaginas. All right. Yeah, he likes vaginas. They just don't like them back. I can't hate on them too much, folks. They don't like me much either. <laughs> We're just having a bad stretch. But anyways. Hey, this isn't a prison term. It's life, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, folks, uh, we'll get to the news real quick to get that knocked out, and then we'll hop into some of the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe best of the year, 2002. We could just, use, we could just right after <laughs> this guy. After the news, we could do album review and movie reviews for the rest of the episode we can just talk about out of everything. the reviews we can do the reviews we'll with the reviews it. and the news you know how we do so we roll up in this booth alright news minute Trevor's news minute nice so uh, for local I guess local-ish news it has to have uh, OSU students Oregon State University students up in Corvallis just an hour north of us they were over in the Salmon River on the eastern Oregon Western Idaho border, and they uh, just discovered some uh, stone arrowheads. Body, body parts? Some stone arrowheads are about 3,000 years older than what they believed were the time when people were making arrowheads sure. and weapons. So the, the Neolithic period. So that's pretty exciting. People keep getting blown away by more artifacts being found as time goes on. Like, oh, people were doing this so, back yeah. then. So they're saying 15,700 years ago. So almost yeah. 16,000 years ago, which if you think about it, like usually civilization is really usually... And it, it keeps changing because they keep finding new evidence know, all the time. that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. What we were taught traditionally is that around 6,000 years ago... When the first societies like over in Egypt, over in India, and then over in the Middle East when mm. it started. And it was all, of course, by major rivers and areas of mm. farming. They settled down from hunter-gatherers and they did that. But even before then, they had people making fl flint napping. I've done a little bit of it. Definitely wear eye protection, folks. Because stone in your eye, a chip of stone in your eyeball is not fun when you're trying to shape it. I don't think it sounds no. fun. No. No, I almost had that have a couple times. And, no. No. Yeah, so they use carbon dating for that, and let's see. Carbon dating. Carbon dating. Carbon dating. Oh, <laughs> you know it's when carbon atoms they decide to go dating. <laughs> yeah. When a boy carbon meets a girl, girl carbon, carbon. And then baby carbon. Yeah, little carbons come out of everywhere. <laughs> oh man, carbon dating. That is good. So, anyways. Shout out uh, Miss Frizzle in the Magic School Bus. You're still hot, and I still want to bang you out when you're in one of if your Ms. science events. Miss Frizzle imagines. was a porn She's star. Oh, God. 
There's got to be a magic school bus pornography. Yeah, the kids, the kids are like studying the vagina up in the front of the bus. I'm studying vagina in the back of the bus, and the iguana's just being a creeper, just watching the whole time. Like, you know, iguana, you can watch. Well, you know why the iguana's watching? Because you're doing it to him. Ah! Oh, and I'm gonna use his tail on her also to. There is no her, Trevor. She was made up in imagination land. Imagination. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's the local news. National? Uh, National news. Uh, The killer was caught killing who caught students in Idaho. Killer who caught the students getting caught. (laughs) Yes, yes. The killer that caught caught killing the caught students. Whatever. Okay, so so there was a guy in Idaho killed students. So so there was a a murder of four Idaho uh, university students uh, about a month ago. Um, They didn't release a ton of information on it because I think. It obviously was active as an investigation. They were trying to figure out who done it. Um, they hmm. just made the arrest a couple days ago of a guy out in Pennsylvania. Uh, he basically, this is what they have so far on him. He was a University of Washington student that graduated with a bachelor's in criminology. Basically taking classes on like serial killers and stuff. Ooh. And he traveled from Washington University over... To the area by uh, the Idaho University, off campus, obviously. But around 3 a.m., four uh, people were killed, uh, a boy and three girls, all around the age of 21. And they weren't releasing any information on it. They didn't want to tell, I guess, anybody what was happening or what they had or if they didn't have anything. Because what I think happened was the guy, you know, took what he studied and applied it to the murders. And they figured out when they got to the murder scene, they were like, this guy cleaned up well. You know, like he didn't leave a lot of evidence. So they really kept everything they had under wraps. And two days ago, they made an arrest of a guy over by his parents' house in Pennsylvania. Um, He apparently drove that car that he drove to his parents' house from Washington to Idaho. That's how they kind of tracked him, through his car. You know, because cars have GPS now. Yeah. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. So this dude is, he looks like a psychopath, but I don't know. I'm waiting to hear the full story. I bet there's a lot of uh, crime writers and reporters out there just sharpening their pencils now. Yeah. You know. It makes me, it makes me. Every every time one of these big, like, uh, cases happen across the country, they gives all these uh, crime people, like, fuel. You know, it gives them crime fuel. Crime fuel. Yeah, yeah. Crime fuel. (laughs) They can write down all their crimes. Oh, wait a second. You're saying she was burned alive in front of a school? Uh, Lots of pulse. Uh, Lots of pulse all over this crime. Oh, you better get that caution tape. Two, two because hard- I'm because there's a real mess on the ground, if you know what I mean. The Hardly Boys. You remember that from South Park? Two young <laughs> whippersnappers trying to solve crimes. Yes. And then he's rolling up. It's like, and the mystery of 9-11. <laughs> and they roll up and they're like, I'm getting a serious clue over here. Oh, it's giving me a raging clue too. They're just sitting there. It's like I'll follow your clue. No, I'll follow your, your clue. clue. <laughs> I'd definitely like to rewatch it. It's been a long time. Yeah, we uh, got back into watching a little South Park today for uh, just shits and gigs, you yeah. know. And uh, it was funny. We watched Warm that episode. 
We watched the episode with uh, uh, Butters getting the Chinese the ninja star, star, star which is why I talked about that's it. That's why yeah. Trevor dedicated the song to the character. <laughs> yeah, that shit was... Because I, I hadn't seen that one, I I didn't think it would be quite that brutal. Like, it was just, like, graphic star all the way through a child's eyeball. Blood everywhere. They shaved this dog and glue and glue it to him to... Butters to make him, him off as a, yeah, dog. a dog, and then they end up fighting another group of kids in the alleyway. He and, and Butters gets hidden in a uh, an abandoned oven in the alleyway, and then by the time the fight's done, he's gone. And the other group of kids that fought him end up joining him, and they help trying to find him. And they find him at this big, like auction. And then Cartman thinks he has Town auction. Yeah, he thinks he has invisibility powers to to get Butters, so he walks across the stage of the auction naked, and then they all get busted. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor um, liked it. He, it he had a good fucking time watching they it. They did a lot of anime spoofs, which was funny. Like, the background fighting music was, was dead on a lot of animes, you I'm see. Just, I'm just waiting for that day that I figure out that you're a figment of my imagination. Yes. And I've just been doing a podcast by myself. The whole time. Growing weed by myself. All the guitar for that? That I've was you, actually, up, the whole time. I've been picking up skills that I didn't know I had, like guitar and harmonica. I you have harmonica. Well, I guess, yeah, see, that's the thing I wouldn't know. Is I wouldn't know that I had harmonica skills. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Trevor? He's, he's recovering from a bong rip, y'all. I'll give him a second. Let him breathe and drink water. All right. <laughs> that was fun. Anyways. Well, you know what that means? Every time uh, you cough from a bong rip, a stoner gets uh, gets a... It's a dab. Yeah. That's when it. they go to Stoner Heaven, they get no, another dab. No, no Stoner Heaven. They stoner Hell? They just get a dab. Just a dab falls from the sky. Every time somebody chokes on a bong, somebody's taking a dab rip, too. <laughs> Every time you uh, smoke a blunt, we get a box of chicken biscuits. No, I wish. Ooh, I wish. Dude, we would have an endless supply. Because of, there's a lot of people of smoking blunts. blunts. Well, we'd have an endless supply of blunts so that we'd never run out of chicken biscuits. We'd start flipping chicken biscuits. Chicken biscuits. Because if we, you need sponsors, here we are. We've already let's go. been down this road, chicken and biscuits. Come on, we let's have go. Dedicated our allegiance to you and your cracker snack. I mean, we also so, have Seven Eleven, but don't worry about it. Well, you I guys sell the Seven Eleven. I think that the beautiful people over at Chicken and Biscuit and the beautiful Disco, people, the beautiful they people, need to realize that they yeah. have fans out here, and and they need to help them help themselves. Stoners need so, cracker snacks. Stoners need snacks too. Yeah. You know. Come on, don't folks. Don't forget about your local stoners. Stoner, uh, what is it? Stoner, uh, Stoner Union, uh, 404. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have Stoner Union. Yeah, we have a Stoner Union 404. <laughs> no, 420. Yeah. It'd be 420. Uh, we have to have different, uh, you know, sections of it. Yeah. So we're 404. It's all under the 420. You're right. There'd be different sections of it. Exactly. We'd Locals be, 424. We, we, we would be the Eugene chapter for sure. All we're saying is we need more chicken and biscuits, so send us your chicken and biscuits. If you're out there in radio TV land, send us those biscuits of chickens. And, uh, yeah. Send that. <laughs> and any flamethrowers, too, because that's cool. I want a potato gun. That's also pretty cool. All right. Potato guns, flamethrowers, and chicken and biscuits. Let's go. That's a party. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Chicago, the original Chicago to play 9 to 5. <laughs> Maybe deep dish Chicago pizza. Dun, 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 dun. Nice. They can't copyright us if we sing the songs ourselves, shittily. Yeah. 
We found a way around your loophole. Take that. All right, world news. We got quick. Uh, I don't know all the info because the guy who's going to help us didn't show up today, but Andrew Tate, who's a social influencer and all-around douchebag, he was arrested in Romania for sex trafficking after teasing Greta Thunberg, the, the climate, the 19-year-old climate activist, and she's pretty hot, too, by the way. But anyways. Trevor, she's a child. She's What's 19. She's 19. That's not old enough to not be a child. She's legal. Is that your argument? No. Anyways, moving on. Trevor's rolling on to, to 17-year-olds that are on no, their no. birthday. No, no, no. And 19. He's like, I'm waiting. 19. He's salivating out 19. of his mouth. 19, no. He's like, I can't wait for you She's to cute. become legal. No, I don't do that. No. He's got drool and fucking blood no, coming not. out of his mouth. And he's sitting there and he's like, come on, let's go clock. He's staring at the clock, just punching the wall. He's like, eight. 18, 18, Alice Cooper, 18. 18, I can do what I want. That's a great song. Shout out Alice Cooper. No, I saw a picture. She's good looking. If I if I bumped into her coming Remember, from she's a... She's a young girl with Asperger's. Nobody's perfect. You're right. Leave her alone. Anyways. You're 34. 32. Exactly. Stop giving me years. <laughs> I, had to I say, know I'm getting I had old. To say older years, so that you came down a couple years and still made yourself sound old. Thirty-two. Anyways, so her and, and Andrew Tate, they were having arguments, and he was bragging about. Oh, I'm Greta Thunberg, and I say to you, live, love the world. Don't love yourself. No self-love. Stop masturbating. You all dirty, you dirty people. Stop doing it. Andrew Tate, bring that cock over here. I'm Greta Thunberg. What's up? What's up? Shout out. I I became famous as fuck for doing this. But he, he finally got caught. He's supposed to picture him with a cigar and a robe and a pizza box for a local pizza place in Romania. So they went to the pizza place, found out info about him, and arrested him. Hey, did a guy come in here about three hours ago and order a pizza? He would have been an asshole. It's like, yeah, that's all my customers. This particular asshole. They show a picture of this bald guy. Extreme asshole. Extreme like, douche. Oh. American. You mean Frank? Like he knows him by name and shit. He's always there. Well, yeah, Andrew. But yeah. So, so that was ironic. So that's what we get for trying to be Isn't too it cool. ironic? Don't you think? It's like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Andrew Chase's example when keeping it real goes wrong. I think that Greta Thunberg, she's a young woman who has a good cause in mind. Saving She's going about trying to save the world. I think that the problem becomes when you become a martyr or a fucking activist for a cause, like people are always looking to you to make a mistake or a fuck up or something like that. So there's all these people online that just pick on a slightly mentally challenged girl <laughs> For, for being like, you you parents, you need to be good to the planet and your children. And she's just a kid, you know? It's hard to talk shit to her. But it's like the same thing that happened with that girl in uh, the Middle East who got shot in the head. You remember her? Malala? So there was a woman who got uh, abducted or something by the Taliban, I think. And she got shot in the fucking head. And uh, she lived. So they put her like head back together, and yeah, then it's uh, crazy. Yeah, and then she became an activist against gun violence and uh, violence against women, 
It's a great cause. But man, that must be hard on you as a person to be like, this is now your battle. Yeah. I know I know you didn't pick this battle, but you said a thing once or something happened to you once, mm-hmm. and now this is your whole fucking life. Like, doesn't this young girl just ever want to be, you know, hanging out with her friends and doing normal people shit? Maybe. Does remind me of the joke, though. What's the difference between an American girl and an Iraqi girl? Clothes? The American girl gets stoned before she has sex. You've said that I one know. many times. I, I only have so many jokes on that particular area, sir. Trevor, are you telling me you're running out of racist jokes? I'm not racist. Racist, sexist jokes. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have. I don't have an endless supply of them. I'm sorry. You're letting me down, Trevor. No, but we're gonna have to get you a hundred and one dirty jokes for bad kids book, and then we'll just have you coming around every once in a while. You know what's the difference between a salamander and a salami? One goes in and one comes out, and it's like what? It's just a picture of a woman with a, with a lizard crawling out of her ass <laughs> and a fucking salami going in her pussy, and I'm just like, what the hell? Is he? What if she has a salami cover her ass and the salamander going in her pussy? That would be both going in. Yeah, that could work. I don't know, Trevor. We got to buy you the book. I think we both need the books. The books of the jokes. <laughs> Trevor wants his dirty joke books. Yes. <laughs> He's going to go up on stage, do some stand-up. Hey, folks, I got some quick ones for you here. Just start popping off with a bunch of bad jokes. I would want that bad joke book from the Kill Tony. I would want that book. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I think we could move on now to the uh, movie review real quick. I showed Trevor Step Brothers. Woo! That was awesome. Trevor had never seen anything like it in his life. Well, I'd seen things kind of similar, but same same era. Trevor but. popped his uh, his stepbrother's cherry. Yeah. Boats and hoes, boats and hoes. So, what did you think? I thought it was funny. I mean, he definitely had his cringy moments. It's one of those movies where it was so cringy it was funny. Mm. Just on, you know, the, the whole awkward situation of Two, two, two people in their sixties both have forties. Have no, no. I'm talking about the parents. The parents both in their sixties, seventies, about to retire, remarrying, remarrying, and both of them have sons that are both about to be forty, and they're both that these are kind of fuck ups and stay. And home. they're still like children, pretty much. They're just yeah. giant kids. They're, they're like twelve. <laughs> they're like twelve. But yeah, I mean, and by the end, it's I mean. Definitely some fucked up parts like the boat getting crashed, obviously. You know, this guy had worked all his life for this, and then the stepson's son and stepson ruin it. But, you know, being a fake movie, all this crazy bullshit happens, and then they're all good in the end. Where in real life, as I said, like, probably one of those sons would have been murdered for doing those things. But it's a movie, so. Of course. So, what did you think of it overall? What was your favorite part? What was the part you didn't like the most? When they were just going on and on about feelings, emotions, I was getting old. But Trevor was like, I'm having an emotion here. I don't like this feeling. I don't like this. And what they say happened in Whoville that day. Trevor's heart grew three sizes that day. Anyways. (laughs) So I did like I did like all the the crazy uh, absurd humor like the the, where they're taking the boat, speeding boat shows. Also when they're fighting an entire gang of children and the first time uh, the the first point Dale has to has to lick white dog shit. Was it Darren or? It's, 
it's uh, Will Ferrell's character. Brennan. Brennan. When Brennan has to, has licked the white so dog you shit. Don't come over here and lick that white dog shit. I'm gonna plow into your face with my fist. The little redhead kid, and then, and then there's the other kid too. The, the other little girl is hilarious. She goes, "Shut your mouth, essays." <laughs> like she's off as a fucking gang from East LA and shit. The white girl, yeah. And then there's the the goofy little brunette haired boy that gets beaten up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty funny. I mean, there were there. I liked it when they did the um, the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. And they did the uh, they did the performance. Of course. Like the that's the, like the the climax of the movie. The Italian song, and then of course the drum solo, and yes. yeah, it was great. As a musician, I, I definitely like the the music that the music part that they had, like fighting over drums, like yeah, that was cool. So I liked all the music stuff in there. I think the reason I like Step Brothers as a movie is because there is a lot of craziness and crazy stuff going on, but there is some sort of a family dynamic that is going on as well. Like they all kind of do care about each other, but they're all just kind of a bunch of fuck ups, you know. And the parents are very successful. The children are not as successful, but they're trying to be, you know? Yeah, they're definitely white collars, like six-figure jobs. Like, one guy's like a senior doc- doctor, love- and the other, the mom is, what does she do? She's, she's like a, a medical, like, uh, she buys, so he was selling a cochlear <laughs> uh, ear implant. And, and she was there. a company that buys things like that. Okay. <clears throat> But one of the best uh, jokes I ever heard is when uh, the dad's explaining to the new wife why uh, his son dropped out of school. He goes, he joined the, he tried to join the family business, and she goes, but you're a medical doctor. And he goes, believe me, I've told him that. But he keeps saying it's all about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I'm going to get my way into medical school. Cool. And just, just it's all about who you shake hands with. Just, what? I, I also love the part when... Dale has the talk of his dad about getting married. He's like, you know, we're guys. We do guy shit. We're not going to do guy things. We're like, you know, keep the toilet lid open or, or uh, talk, about, talk, about, talk about vaginas or riverboat gambling trips and making beef jerky. But son, we don't do any of those things. Oh, right. We should. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff that we never do that we should. And then he goes... All sound like she's, fun activities. She's looking at me, right? I just hopped out of the shower. I got a luscious... Thing of hair heading from my chest pubes down to my ball fro. Bro. <laughs> and she gets one look at me and goes, Oh, I've had the old bull. Now, now I, I want, want the, the young, young calf. calf. Yeah. And she grabs me by the balls. And he's like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, stepbrothers, how many uh, how many blind guys, dogs attacking people do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely nine. Nine blind dogs yeah. attacking people. There was a blind dog that was always a, a background character, always causing shit. <laughs> this dog just showing up biting people. Or it slept on them that time after the lumberjack. I traveled two thousand miles to give you my seat. He, he rips her clothes off. Another kid guy runs out of there and goes ah, like that shit was awesome. Or the, uh, the, the, the chick that, that wants Dale that's married to Brennan's yes, step, uh, yes, brother. His brother. That shit, is, that shit was wild, Carol. too. And when they fucked in the bathroom yeah. and he cream pied her. Hey, my name's Jim. You want to suck my dick for money? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just fucks him right there. Yeah. The hottest thing I've ever seen a woman do is after she fucked him, he came in her pussy. And then she lift, or she kisses him and says, stay golden, pony boy. 
turns around to the urinal, the stand-up urinal, pops her leg up, and then pees the cum out. Yeah. Dude, that was a pretty hot move. That was pretty hot. So, moving on, I got my uh, album review, and I have some uh, Native American black metal. They're an amazing band, and it's... I looked up from uh, the Banger TV's a Canadian metal show that I watch, and they go over some of the best albums of 2022 every month but a year. And this is an album I've been wanting to listen to, and it definitely got a lot of good reviews. So I, I, they finally had to listen to the whole thing today. And it's 36 minutes, 14 seconds. The band is called Black Braid, one word. And they're a band from uh, New York, upstate New York, Adirondack Mountains. Uh, the album uh, is called Black Braid 1. It came out this year. The band formed this year. And within less than a year, they've like released an album that's doing extremely well, and they're on the rise. Awesome. So yeah, that's part of the whole res metal thing. The song I want to request is uh, called Sakandaga. Sakandaga. It's a native word, but it's it's so it means a uh, overflowing means overflowing river in Iroquois, which is where they're from, the part of the Iroquois Nation. And yeah, it's a it's a river in New York that flows. So they they do a lot of songs specifically. A lot of like nature worship, but it's that sort of tremolo picking black metal style. But instead of big Viking dudes from Sweden, it's a bunch of native dudes from New York. But yeah, they're good and they just really fierce black metal, but they'll also throw in some folk elements like Native American flute in there. And it's pretty cool in like different time signatures you wouldn't normally have. So I would give it out of. Uh, how many drums do you give it? How many drums out of the Native American? Deerskin drums? Yes. Bloody deerskin drums? I'd give Not it... bloody, but yeah. Well, it's, it's metal, so it has to be extreme. I'd, I'd give it definitely nine. Nine and a half. Like, it's All right. highly recommended. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. I got a quick one about the Adirondack uh, area. So there's a movie when I was growing up that I saw, and it was pretty interesting. It was about a family, a dad, a son, and his daughter. The daughter was the middle child. She was like 14. The son was about nine, and the dad was in his 50s. They go out to go uh, spend time out there during the winter. Um, they have like a cabin and stuff in the woods. And when they're out there, the dad has a heart attack and dies. Damn. And just basically leaves the kids in the shack. That sucks. Miles and miles and miles from anybody. Out in the wilderness. Okay. And so the girl... Uh, is with her brother and they basically are alone for like a few days and you know they're cutting firewood they're trying to do whatever they can to stay alive yeah and out of nowhere one of these nights they have somebody just come up to their cabin out of the fucking darkness of the woods and it's a dude that's a he's like a trapper but he's also a rapist and a fucking terrible human shit so he like starts living with this this family and raping the girl and fucking beating the shit out of the kid and then the kid gets the balls to take a shot at him. He misses. And then the guy tries to kill the kid. And uh, the woman, the girl stops him from killing her brother. Uh, I, f I feel like something else happens in the middle there. But there's a scene where basically the guy gets incapacitated. The kids are trying to get away. And then he comes back to life and fucking they have to shoot him to death. Um, really crazy movie. And, and the whole combination is that... Um, there's an older woman and it's the girl from when she was young What's she is advocating I'm not sure of the name of it but I'll, I'll help you look it up afterwards she's advocating to save that 
part of the forest, the national forest Adirondacks. Okay. Because she was like, she told this story to a bunch of people. You know, she was coming clean about it, and she was like, you know, even though it was the roughest time of my life, it made me like the woman I am today. And it was a really cool story about how she had to, once the guy was dead, she had to find a way to get her brother out of the wilderness. And I don't know if it was a true story, but definitely a really cool, uh, interesting thing. Because the Adirondacks are a very cold, uh, very desolate portion of upstate New York. Yeah, they're they're near Canada. Yeah, pretty much. They're not not far from Maine. I I have a friend that lives not too far from there in northern New York and... Great it's movie. Been I think you would love it. Probably. I think you would out of out of ten rapists, I'd give it an eight. Rapist with uh Daniel Coon ca- caps on. Because yeah. being think a trapper. The boy had one. I think the little boy I'm had sure. a coon skin cap. Yeah. Crazy movie. I think you'd love it. Alright, folks. On to the uh the main th- attraction now. On to the onto the steak. No more potatoes. Yeah. So we get we got our uh what? Yeah! Chris is just hitting my shoulder over here. like Trevor's acting like he just got shot in the balls. We got 30 minutes here. We're going to make this podcast. It's going to be good. Rock. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. I promise. I know. <laughs> Sorry, folks. All right. So uh, we have our review. And do you want me? Well, uh, we, about, we did top about, 10. I did top 10 and I have five okay. honorable mentions. How about we start out like this? Start with honorable mentions. So let's start with this. What was one of your most favorite moments of this past year? Let's start with that. Something I wrote down or didn't? Well, whatever. Let's say something that either happened during the podcast, something that you have a memory of, or even just something that you, you liked or appreciated from this past year. I definitely appreciated getting to talk with friends about interesting topics that maybe we might not have talked about generally. Because, mm-hmm. like, like for example, Silver Squirrel, our good friend, like when he would hang out with us on the porch, like yeah, we would talk about things, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. It would. It'd be a lot more. It'd be usually us just chilling and bullshit talking. Whereas, on the show, we are bullshit talking, but we also have an agenda of like oh, we're going to talk about these news or like I'm going to have to try to explain ancient sea turtles in ten minutes and have a meaningful conversation. You feel like it's maybe more constructive than just shooting the shit outside. Yeah. You're just drinking, not That's, having any re- recall of really what you talked about the day. Yeah. After. And I, I'm one to not talk about. I work a whole bunch, so usually I, I like to just think about the world and the universe. Sure. So, and I I try to do that, and fortunately, like where I'm at here, where you know the the other place down the street. Fortunately, I didn't have coworkers, but the problem is, is at the time, you know, other jobs, I had the people that I would like want to talk to or hang out with the most. There'd be co-workers, but I didn't want to talk about work with them when we were off work. And sure. that's all they would want to talk about. Sure. So, yeah, I like having constructive criticism. I mean, constructive talks with friends about something besides work and normal bullshit. I think the bullshit. podcast is a very good outlet yeah. for some of the things that we normally wouldn't be able to remember to say or some of the things yeah. that we, we feel. 
you know, when, when we have rough days and when we have yeah. things we really are passionate and we want to talk about, you know, because the podcast doesn't judge as much, you know. It, it judges, but just not as much. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be mine. Not a specific moment, but I, I an like opportunity it. that it created. Yeah, I like yeah. it. How about yours? I think that my favorite moment of 2022 has been doing this podcast with you, probably. Um, you know, I have a lot of things in my life that I like to do. I love growing cannabis, and I love hanging out with uh, specific friends and stuff like that. But this podcast is, like you said, giving me an outlet, a constructive outlet for some of the shit talking and some of the ideas and thoughts and the comedic... Researching new things, too. Comedic things that, you know, yeah. I, we talk about. I feel like we are funny people, man. We just need more positive outlets yeah. for what we're trying to say instead of just talking shit. Because anybody can talk shit, but you, you need to be able at a point to do something with that or, you know, it's like shit or get off the pot. You know, what are you yeah. just sitting there just talking but shit? But we're both, you know, I I definitely, I guess, men with, that do blue-collar jobs and have rough edges. So the way, like, definitely we would talk is definitely... And the things we have to talk about in our sense of humor is a lot different than a bunch of people that have a podcast that are like doctors and telling jokes or something in, in like a that. World Lawyers. Of people that are trying to be politically correct, yeah. trying to bend constantly to other people's needs and wants. Just, it's kind of nice to have people that are a little steadfast and say, you know, I, I see where you're going with it, but we're going to just keep doing our thing. And what we know to do is work hard, be polite to people. Try to just keep moving along, yeah. you know, and, and the world needs that, man. The world needs people like us to keep working and doing things like this podcast because there's people out there like us that may not have anything like this, you know. And may not know how to do it like was us just a year ago. And maybe one day listening to this podcast, somebody else might get the idea, hey, I listen to these guys. They're pretty funny. I wonder if I could do that. Yeah. You know, and that'd be a cool thing to turn around one day if this podcast ever does get bigger or we ever, you know, do anything with it to have somebody else say, hey, I listened to you guys when I was in a bad time in my life and your you, you jokes show and your that. bullshit helped me get out of Which that. Which would be awesome. You know? I I've, think that that's great. Yeah. Because we both had music and comedy that helped us out, so. Of course, man. Positive vibes all yeah. around. So let's start with uh, your your top. Your, what, what I want to start with honorable mentions okay. because that's the usually in lists that's like the bottom ones that didn't one. quite make it. All right, you you got honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, drugs in the graveyard. That was actually the first one I was going to mention. Hey! That's literally the first one right there in the list. Very awesome. So, Drugs in the Graveyard, it was the first original... Uh, pilot episode. Pilot episode. Episode zero. With, without me, it was Trevor and Io, and they were and Trevor was giving the, the story of Drugs in the Graveyard. Yeah. That was a crazy, a crazy but true story about when I went off with a bunch of co-worker friends... And we decided to try to do DMT in the sure. graveyard in the winter time, but it was the winter time in Oregon. It was raining and cold, and yeah, all this not shit was good gone. Weather. No, but we just didn't care, so we're slipping aside and doing shenanigans. And then I remember being told crazy stories about things that happened in that graveyard. This guy was very much just telling ghost story shit while we're there tripping balls. Who are you gonna call? Supposed to like talking about a guy cutting off girls' heads and putting them on the on the gravestone and being found the next day for Satan, shit, shit like that. As you're tripping and trying to help your buddy from slamming into a gravestone, another guy's dry humping the, another gravestone. You women better give me a fucking son, 
or else all of your heads are going on pikes outside. All of them. And it's like, well, it's not our fault you can't get your dick hard, and it's like, kill that bitch. <laughs> She's a witch. She's a witch. Burn her. Yeah, I thought it was a great one because it was one I wasn't even here for. But it was one of the videos that started getting the most views it's because still like the at the beginning, Trevor was just letting everybody know, hey, the podcast is going. You got to check it out. And, and you know, we've, we've dwindled off of that a little bit, but that's what we're working on here now. So we're going to get somebody to help us promote and produce. We don't, we don't know an exact person yet. We definitely have people that are likely, but we don't I know anything this, for sure. I got this guy in mind. His name's Thomas the Asian Tank. He's gonna he's gonna come in here like a like an Asian tank of sorts. Probably, but we don't know for sure. So we don't want to say anything. So if not, we'll find we'll find a human, a human with bodies and minds and parts. Those things combined. Wait, someone on the black market for body parts? That's pretty crazy. I don't tell you where you get your clothes. Don't tell me where I get my organs. <laughs> well, sometimes you give me clothes when you worked at the thrift store. Hey, you know me. I be thrift shopping, baby. <laughs> um, I wear your granddad's clothes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think that was like one of the undercover uh, silent winners of this year. Uh, just based on not only views, but it was a great start to our podcast. Yeah. Even though I wasn't there. That's how literally taking it. a bong rip started because I thought of Sweetly from well, Black Sabbath. We, we thought of that. Or you thought of that, and we implied, and we. And we but I did that. I did that the first one. After, but yep. the first one we yep. did that, and then I played guitar, and then we talked and talked. I told my story, and then I and I bullshit about funny stories from the old apartment, and then I played music throughout it. Trevor loves episodes where I'm not here. Ron Evangelo was great too, though. It's also, <laughs> see, he's like Chris that. isn't here. Everything goes right. <laughs> so, what's your next honorable mention? Uh, get your Ricky on. It was with uh, Dylan and Kendra, and the the moment for me was actually during the episode and right after the episode when he took pictures of us, and he developed that into the uh, background logo that yep. you guys will see in the the background gonna, of the we're show. Work on getting that out there. Yeah, but it's the, the it's the it's where they I guess the term is where they fry the picture. Mm-hmm. They do something where they fry the picture, quote unquote. Yeah, so there was a guy that was telling us you can't use super glue on wounds last night. Yeah, he was same guy, same guy. <laughs> And Chris and I both had a super glue wounds. Like sometimes it just happens. You're in a bad situation that, that if you, you do what you gotta option do. Option between bleeding openly and sealing off a wound with glue. I'm sealing. I'm sealing that fucker every off. time. <laughs> unless you like li- nine act- times out of ten. Unless you actively pour terrible chemicals on that glue and like you look at the glue and you're like. Yeah. Other than that, if it's all just- I know is that the night I super glued my eyes shut, it didn't hurt. That yeah, much. That was a that fun night. night. Yeah. And the morning I woke up, the thing that hurt the most was my eyebrow where I got hit. It wasn't the, the scar. Yeah, and, that uh, that was fun pinching your eyebrow shut. Yeah, yeah. we we figured it out, man. And thanks God for super glue. Yeah. Or my yeah. hand at the bus station Thank bleeding God everywhere. Yeah. Because I can't afford to go to the hospital every time I get a fucking cut that needs stitches. I can't either. So, um, uh, another one I loved. Uh, another honorable mention. I loved Red Wings. That That's was the, that, what? That's also on my list. Red Wings was probably the most memorable moment of the year. Uh, For you? Trevor uh, eating pussy from a hooker. In a black hooker that on her had period. A, on her period, but she liked me. So. I thought that was hilarious, and I don't think that that story probably will be top of this year. That's probably going to go down And it's as a true story, which is, story. Yeah. Trevor was sitting there probably drinking blood. 
out of this woman's snatch. It was pretty bloody. And using a cauldron to collect all the the excess blood because I, he was going to use it later for a, for a virgin sacrifice. For Satan, yes. Yeah. Shh, don't give away my secrets. You said, hey, I won't talk about your body parts if I don't talk about my, my satanic rituals. But anyways. Yeah, I think that that was a great episode. Um, probably going to go down as one of the best ones of the year. And then we also talked about weed a whole bunch afterwards. So that's why we called it Red Wings and Rafers. But yeah, and then the another one I have, another our last episode actually is the Jingle in the Jungle, our Christmas special. Yeah, I like that one too. Episode sixty six with uh, Silver Squirrel Chris Kennett. And yeah. for me, the highlight is when when uh, Silver Squirrel was bugging me about airplanes and then about Mike Tyson. He's like, "Yeah, but you saw Mike Tyson, Trevor. You you would do something." And then you jumped in. You're like, "Yeah, he wouldn't just punch Mike Tyson's face." Hey, hey, Mike Tyson, Trevor Alstrom's out there wants to fight. And then. I was like, well, what would you do if you had a conversation, Mike? Like, well, I'd probably impersonate Mike Tyson. And you just went like, hey, Trevor, hey, Trevor, don't do that. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. And you just did this funny, <laughs> funny-ass impersonate. I listened to it today, and that was, that was, for me, pretty goddamn funny. That's the biggest I was problem like, is that I, had, like, the bully in me, I don't have a lot of bully in me, but the, the bully part of me hears lisps, and I immediately just want to make fun of them. <laughs> Even if they are... <laughs> With some of the baddest men on the planet, even yeah. Even if you are the heavyweight champion of the world and, a bad and motherfucker. you have a funny lisp, I'll probably behind your back still make fun of it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I love doing the Mike Tyson voice. It is pretty funny because he is such a badass dude to have such a lisp. It's it's weird. It, it, it's a it's the irony a crazy is hilarious. Part yeah, isn't it ironic? So I, I think wanna, we should start getting one into uh, some of our episodes here. What, what's the last one? Last time we'll mention is A Few Friends, Episode 9. It's with Chris Kennett and Austin Tribble, and that's where Austin took the gigantic bong rip, and you had to help him out, and then he spewed bong water all over my notes as I was playing guitar and he distracted coughed, me. Well, he coughed into the bong, and the force of the air pushed the water out of the bong. All on my and notes. So that's what, what the problem was. Yeah. We need to start instructing people on how to do bong rips before they come on because the show. Because Chris though. and I are... Because they say all the time, we know how to take bong rips. Everybody knows how to take a bong rip. Yeah. But sometimes different bongs are different. You know, you might need, like, to need a tutorial real quick. That's like when someone's like, yeah, I can use this tool. And then they blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> they break it. And they're like, it's like you come back, you're like, what happened? They're like, well, you know, I've used these tools before, but this one it's was like, acting and weird. And folks, you can't fool us. Chris and I are both very, very well experienced with bongs. We use them. We've been using them for years. Like, we, we know if you know how to use a bong or not. We'll see within the first few seconds yeah, if we we'll make know. a mistake. Anywho, but I think we have a lot of great episodes from this past year. We're up to episode 67 now, and we're going to go into just a couple of our favorite episodes. We wrote down kind of some of our favorite moments I, I wrote and highlighted down the top some 10. of them. But for Trevor, uh, yeah, well, you can go ahead. I, I just wanted to do a review on the moments I thought were the best in these episodes. That's fine. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so so the, Trevor's got his top ten. So number ten, I have episode 30, The Goat. And it was where Angelo DeSeuss, your buddy and my new buddy, called in. And it was where we uh, paid tribute to Dave Chappelle, and we just did Dave Chappelle quotes the entire episode. I like that. Dave Chappelle's always funny. I just feel like he's a drum that gets beat a lot. But it was, for me, it was a, it was the first time that I had gotten to have, like, a really funny, long conversation with Angelo. So for Angelo and I, it was definitely, like, it was a friendship-building moment. So that was cool. We had a moment. We had a moment of telling jokes about someone that we both drove, like... He grabbed me by the hand, and he put my hand on his penis. 
penis and he said, hey, you want to grab this? <laughs> no, that did not happen. I can't reach through the phone and grab people's dicks in I'm Seattle. Through the glass. I don't know how much time that was fast. Don't put your hand on my ass. <laughs> this pulsing station lasts forever. Da, da, da. Anyways. Sulfur in my head. So anyways, I like doing, I I always like doing Dave Chappelle jokes, so banjo is fine. Number nine. I love Dave Chappelle, but he gets beat too much as a drum. (coughs) Next one, Dead Cats. So episode 48, and this is with special guest (laughs) for good buddy Aaron Corrales from when I did Backcountry Trails. And for me it was funny because... Chris really Chris had only talked to to Aaron once before when we had another guy uh, Jonah another friend on the show and it was it was funny because Aaron kept mentioning dead cats in the driveway like over and over and Chris just gave me a crazy look like I thought this guy was cool I'm like hey I'll be fine and then by the end of the episode we're making dead cat jokes and now whenever he calls I just grill him about dead cats okay so gave me a great inside joke yeah, Dead Cats. Uh, number eight, I have Still Waters Run Deep, episode 51. Sure. The Here moment. We'll go to that and I'll come up with uh, some of the moments. Is that one you got too? Yeah, remember all the episodes yeah. we listened to the last couple days? Yeah, I wrote them all down. Yeah, I got well, the I've, ones that, I got the highlights from the moments. I did that, but I did other ones too. That's fine. The moment I have is uh, Hamster Power, because that was a funny moment. Hamster we, Power. We joking about powering everything yep. on hamsters. Yep. Anything you want to add to that one? So, Still Waters Run Deep. I loved the episode. We had a bunch of weird, just random-ass jokes. It was the episode that I talked about going to breakfast with Chris. Um, Trevor Needs a Car is a constant one that we tap down on uh, in this podcast. So, Trevor, if you just get a car, maybe we'll get off that subject. (laughs) What else you got? Um, Constant E-40 quotes. That has been a running theme through our show. We both love E-40. All year. We both love E-40. So maybe next year we'll go for Snoop Dogg quotes or something. Maybe. Or maybe we'll go for Old Dirty Bastard quotes. We'll change it up. Yeah. And we also talked about the guy that was outside bleeding that got cut. Oh, yeah. Right outside our apartment. That was funny. I'm bleeding. Treat me. me. Fuck you. (laughs) And he's literally half a block away from the ER. Not even a half a block. Like 30 steps, man. Yeah, literally. right past the Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen is the only 100 feet. He's like 100 feet from the front door. This guy just sucked. So those were some of the best moments. I think we had the racist guy at IHOP was another one. Yeah, the racist IHOP story. That was was a funny moment. Chris is always saying everybody sucks. That's my uh, catchphrase, my personal catchphrase. And then you meant... And then I mentioned... And then I... and then you, I think you mentioned for Stillwater's Run Deep, and I, I talked about there was a prison in Minnesota that I had like a great grandfather that helped build it, and then he ended up having to do time there after he felt, helped yeah, build it there. Yeah, that was great. And as, so yeah. We have a lot of really funny little tidbits in the episodes. That's kind of why I wanted to do the moments, too. All right, so let's go on to the next one. What's the next one? You uh, got? Seven is the Halloween special. Getting the most from the ghosts. Ghosts with the most. And obviously, you know, the moment, I mean, for me, probably the top moment actually is when Chris kept talking, doing the thing where, I mean, I, I fudge my facts a little bit. Chris just doesn't care. He'll just go for it. He's like, ah, Romans, Greeks, you know, one of those people back then. Hey, you know those old folks that lived once upon a, a yesterday? And yeah, so I, he was asking about the Goths and he kept asking enough random questions that I had to, 
in a very brief period give like a thousand years of history from like the wars from Greece and uh, Rome, the Peloponnesian Wars, all, yeah. all the way to the fall of Western Rome when the Goths, the Visigoths, and the Vandals swooped in. I definitely wrote down the questionable Huns. questions. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's part of that. It was part of that. It was just me doing a stone drunk history lesson. Of like, course. all right, Professor that's T. How we roll. History Professor Trevor, T. Nasty's in the off building. He's gay Vermont sweater and he puts on his gay Vermont uh, uh, professor jacket with the patches over the uh, elbows and he goes, all right, folks. <laughs> the tweed yeah. with the fucking vest. The go weather ahead. vest. Go yeah. ahead and grab your, your cups of hot cider. We're about to sit down and get some learning. I'm down. also going to put like an ascot and throw it over like of Fred. And, and like you have Fred. to have a convertible. Yes. A top, top convertible. And you like have a to have a bag. weird underage relationship with a student of yours. You know? She'll be 18 She's, or 19. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll be Greta Thunberg. Her Greta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a joke right there. She's an environmental studies student. Yeah, she's all about those jazz cigarettes, if you know what I mean. That was another one from yeah, this episode. We talked about jazz, jazz cigarettes. cigarettes. That was a great moment. Um, jazz cigarettes is a term used to refer to cannabis uh, joints. And it had it was called jazz cigarettes because at the time African Americans played Amer- jazz. Yeah, I mean it started out as it started out as music that. When a, lot, when a lot of black soldiers in World War One went over to France, they heard a lot of these sounds. They came back and mixed them with blues. And jazz initially meant jackass music because it was a racial term for, for that music. Ooh, did you guys hear Trevor say that? I'm not going to tell any black but, folks. But it was shortened to jazz, and that's where the term came from. So let's let's talk about modern American gym. <laughs> I did not put that on the list. All right, so I got another one from this episode. Uh, getting the most from a ghost, we have, again, constant high sidetracking. That is another constant theme we have. We get stoned on this show, folks, and I don't think that that's a problem at all. But... We have a problem sometimes of staying on topic. Maybe in 2023, that is something we can work on. And our producer can possibly help with. Yes. Because right. having a person that isn't stoned, possibly, curb two stoned people, that might help out. <laughs> that might help out. <laughs> anyway, so the next one, move on. I have, oh, I'm one sure. more thing for that one. Bottle Kids of Britain. Yes. The bottle kids. Because we were talking about the history of Halloween and how a lot of kids for Halloween around that time when Guy Fawkes was executed, they would go around and wear the Guy Fawkes mask and they would demand treats or something or they would... I miss. Or they would threaten to do terrible things for their home and eventually that's where Trick or Treat came from. It had had much more rough origins, but it eventually got pretty much Disney-fied down to... Asking for candy and having spooky electronic <laughs> pumpkins go ooh, or, or like those ice. goofy hand. I love the I love the bowl with the hand, electronic hand that grabs you uh. when you grab the candy. That would be fun to have. Just have that here. Uh. Try to grab an orange. I would love to have. That. So if anyone has a bowl from those robotic hands, hands please bring that to hands. us. I will put oranges in that motherfucker. It'll be great. It'll be our fruit bowl. We are fruit bowl. Just like eh, just try to grab a banana. You know that's a good idea. So yeah, spooky bowl for fruit. Come on, folks. I always folks. love the bottle kids because it's like, oh, hey, miss, give us a treat or two or else we'll bust your windows. We'll take everything, miss. And everything. Like, we got you a nice uh, clothing rack outside. I see them lines. I'll take them. You won't be able to hang nothing. And now I need you to bend over. You fancy a shag, miss. I didn't know these kids were rapists. Anyways, next one. Latino Gazebo, episode yes. seven. I'm sure that's on your list. I'm when sure I'm- we did it. 
Yeah, we did talk about it. Yeah, we talked about it together. But it was one of our, definitely one of our first, like, really funny ones. And uh, the, th- the highlight for me is we talked about when we were camping, being homeless during that summer, and we talked about the park where you had, where there was the thing floating down the river when you and I were drunk at at the McKenzie River. The ashes of a person. But I didn't realize that. I thought they had dropped like a boat or something. Human ashes. I thought they I thought they had let go of a toy or something. So I offered drunkenly like, hey, do you want that back? And they said, no. Please they, leave it alone. So then we, we staggered up to, the, up to the rocks to the, the other part of the park. I love how you took offense to it. Because like, you were drunk. I was trying and, to be nice. No, I know. But you took offense to it when I did. told you not to stop. I was, yeah. It, like, we were in the water, and I was like, you okay? And he's like, could have smashed that boat. And I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> and then I explained what was happening, because I saw kind of what was happening. I didn't. I yeah, didn't. exactly, because he, he had his back turned. And I was like, Trevor, it's probably somebody's ashes. It looks like there's a funeral over there. And he, and he goes, oh. <laughs> he realized he was being the asshole. He was like, man, I could have smashed that boat. <laughs> like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> then I have someone's uncle all over my arm. But I'm the freak. <laughs> but then we went up and realized we saw the two gazebos, and you had the gazebo of all the sad white people memorial service. And, and, the then 50, and then the 50 feet away of the giant Mexican Sierra going on with all the happy music and all the partying right next to each other. So the irony... Of sadness, life and death, death, death. Life and death. Yeah, it was a good. It was a funny irony moment. I loved the moment that we stopped and we were like, "How funny of a word is gazebo?" Uh, yeah. And then we just started Latino coming up with, yeah, gazebo. Uh, we just started coming up with funny words that rhyme with gazebo. <laughs> um, we also had a bunch of uh, other funny of s- jokes that we've we've said a hundred times over, but. The music uh, was good too. We did La Bamba. Yep. That was one of my favorite intros. Yep. Trevor uh, axe slang jokes. We had a bunch of jokes about Trevor slaying with axes. <laughs> that was a good one because we were camping. Um, yes. Putin's Putin us through a lot. Not. I think that was the first time that one made an appearance. Yeah. Um, Chicken in a biscuit. This is a white trash podcast. Yes, that was an amazing. Chicken in a biscuit. Seriously, Hook the Buenas Vista Social Club. That was by my, Abraham Ferrer, the the old Cuban Afro Cuban guy. That was my favorite moment from that entire episode. The music. I, I remember listen, you were dancing, dude. I want to listen to that whole album. Latino Gazebo is. Do you a want me to send you episode. the link? Um, we'll figure that out. Yeah. And the last one I want to mention is the reality show. We, we talked about a reality show like Survivor, where after they believed the reality show was finished, like the 30 days or whatever it is you're supposed to survive, they go back to the, the tent where the production crew is supposed to be, and everybody's gone. gone yep. they've, they've taken all their shit. Shit just got real. Yeah, exactly. Everybody is either dead or gone, and you are out there alone again. And you have... But for real this time. With. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what they don't know is that the production crew has just moved over to the other side. They have of the another island. camp. Exactly. They're just a couple miles away. Yeah, just... and they're they're double duping them. You know. Yeah. So I think that would make a crazy that would be reality crazy. show. Like Super they're... Survivor. I feel like there'd be some legal problems with that. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get some good uh, lawyers. I was gonna say good Jew lawyers. <laughs> that shows where my head goes. I'm going to Rothstyle, Rothstein, and Rothsburg. I'm not going to Panther, Panther, and Panther in San Pedro. That reminds me of the joke about the uh, joke I have not told on the show. I've heard Aaron t- tell me before. He's telling a joke about a uh, old Japanese and old Jewish man. They're drinking together at a bar and they're they're becoming friends, and they they're getting along. 
and the uh, the Jewish guy immediately just throws throws some vodka in the no in the Japanese guy and then hits him. He's like, "Fuck you, you you fucking Jap!" And then the, the Japanese guy's like, "What was that for?" And he said, "That was for Pearl Harbor." And he's like, "No, nah, okay." And then they keep drinking, and then like another ten minutes go by. I keep drinking. They're getting more drunk. You know, old guys getting drunk, so it gets drunk pretty quick. And this uh, Japanese guy immediately throws a thing of of liquor in the, the old Jewish guy's face and it hits him in the arm and the Jewish guy says, what's that for? And the Japanese guy says, that was for Titanic. He's like, what? Titanic? That was an iceberg. He's like, iceberg, Goldberg, it's Steinberg, all it's all the same, all the same Jewish stuff. There's, um, I think the reason why I think of uh, Jewish people as good lawyers is the area, again, where I grew up, in big Florida. Jewish population. Some good and lawyers, some I of bet. the best lawyers I'm sure. in that area are Goldberg, hey, Feinstein. What about the big tit Jew lawyer from uh, <coughs> CSI? Your, from your dream girl, Law and Order, your uh, dream girl. She's not a big tit Jew, but she's a beautiful Jewish girl. Okay. I have a thing for Jewish women, folks. I do, too. I do, too. I, I don't know what it is. Jewish girls not. are just cute. They are very cute, and they usually come with a big uh, bust, you know? Usually. Um, but, yeah, no... That was such a... See, now I'm getting stoned. What were we just talking about? <laughs> we're, we're finishing up the, the, the last episode of the uh, Tino Gazebo. But anyway, I want to move on to Ghost Train. Ghost Train. So we, Ghost Train. We're getting... Ghost Train. We're this up so it's the Ghost okay. Train was episode 39. We can make this one a little long. That was one we talked about. I can look for it, too. Well, I feel like if we go over our notes as we're doing the top ten, it'll it'll help us to remember some stuff. Yeah, but Ghost Train. Ghost Train, Did number you, 39. Ghost Train, Ghost Train, find Ghost it? Train. Yeah, Salty Boy Pizza episode. Yeah, so you found it. I was talking about how uh, I think one of my favorite moments from that whole thing, I'll leave the... Epstein Island one to you, but one of my favorite yes. moments was bus talk. Fucking kids. Is that bus talk? Is pedophilia and your sexual uh, procl- proclivities? Is that bus talk? Is that common bus talk? You asking me? Well, I'm just saying that was the, the theme that, that we brought up. We talked about is it appropriate to talk about <laughs> pedophilia on buses and stuff. Well, I've heard I, it's really awkward when you hear like, I remember one time this teenage girl was screaming about how she loves to be fucked raw in the shower. What I mean, what's proper bus And, and, and me, bus me as an adult, it was really awkward for me to say anything. She's like, yeah, I like to fuck when I'm drunk. Love to get plowed in the shower, and it's really weird when a cute sixteen-year-old girl says it, but you can't do anything. You're like, God damn it, she's underage. So you just try. I try to read my book as fucking hard as I can. She see me read my book and starts laughing, and then her, he's uncomfortable. And then her stupid high school friends start laughing. And then, and then I remember one, another one of these kids one time started talking shit for me reading a book. He's like, oh, you read a book? That's so lame. I put my book down. For those who don't know, I'm a big man. And when I get angry or a little pissed, people usually get intimidated. So I put my book down and I fucking lean forward and look to him and he just... Trevor's uh, always uh. trying to be the tough guy. No, it's just, but fuck, leave me alone and read my goddamn book. is always a vampire. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck these people. But anyways. So my favorite moment of that, we did have a lot of funny moments. Queen now, of England died. That was a different one. God Save the Queen. Oh, that, was that was right the around one right after. Right after. That was also a funny one. 
We talked about the Queen dying and made all that the the British jokes. I, I did the Sex Pistols album view. Yep. That was a good one. But uh, this one, I, my favorite moment was the Ed song. It was one of my favorite ending songs. It was okay. Where, where I did like the blue, the fast blues yeah. rift, and then you uh, started riffing on that and like, go strain, go yeah. strain, and then you started doing uh, harmonica and singing along about yep. the ghost train, about this train that goes around and murders people. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny. We had a great joke about a child prodigy locked in a closet. Yes. That was fed nothing but peanut butter. butter. Chunky peanut butter. Extra chunk. Extra chunk. Extra chunk, as I said. And and crayons. And crayons. He only got orange. Orange and green. And green, yeah. He was all about the you, this kid. (laughs) So he's going to make the most beautiful paintings. Of the University of Miami. (laughs) Yes. This this peanut, it's going to be this giant dolphin that's 10 feet, but just made out of crayons and peanut butter. Yeah, I love the, the hard luck story of a child prodigy he's locked artist. in the closet just so like harry like, potter how did you become harry such potter. a great artist and i had no like, choice well, i had a harry potter upbringing yeah you know, they locked me in a closet underneath the staircase and they fed me fed, dog food I fed scraps off the table the dog ate better than i did they only gave me chunky peanut butter and crowns the dog sometimes would pee <laughs> under the door and then they would go under the door and then i would sleep in it yeah <laughs> things like that so one after that I want to mention the next one is Better Dead Than Red and that's with episode Sage. number twenty. Yeah, that's the Fourth of July special and that was with Sage and Sage fucking crushed on that one. He was really funny at talking about helping us talk about like the funny history of America, like the name of the map after the very sketchy Italian map maker whose name was shortened to America and he had never been there and just talking we just talked a lot of funny history and about. People being ridiculous one with their the, political views. One of the top moments I had on here was Trevor hasn't seen Step Brothers, which now is not true. He has now seen Step Brothers, so that one is no longer applicable. Yeah, but he, he was he was in shock. We also talked about uh, the word rapist, like Snoop yeah. Dogg and Ice Cube. They're rapists, you know. They're artists that rap. They're <laughs> rapists. Rapists. And it's funny to say. Um, Homeless, homeless tramp, uh, homeless tramps. The homeless camp that Trevor's boss recommended, fourteen thirty East Thirteenth Avenue. Thirteenth Avenue. Yeah, because he 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 had a couple of rental homes and gave me the wrong address, and yeah. then we ended up there. We ended up searching around a homeless camp for a property that didn't exist. Yeah, it was a church that was hosting this homeless camp, and we looked around. Maybe got flashed by an old lady for old saggy tits, and then. And this old drunk man asked, being way too friendly, and then we looked around and freaked away and thought we were casing her joint, her place, but we so, weren't. So that was another one that I had. Yeah, it was uh, funny. I wrote that down, was a funny true story. We'll be back, bitch. Yeah, and she just, <laughs> and she just looked terrified. I was like, Chris, let's get out of here. And I just started to fast walk out of here. Well, I loved that she assumed, because we were searching for an apartment around we here. We were looking to rob and it. And we looked a little, little suspect. That, Big dirty we dudes. Gonna, that we were gonna Up fucking to no rob good. this old lady. Yeah. And when she she said that to me, I was just I was taken back, but immediately I was like, I'm gonna use this. So I go, Yeah, we're coming back around six tonight. I think you should be here. You know, what what apartment do you live in? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, What? And she walked away and then I was like, All right, now it's time she to might go. Be going the cops right yeah, now. now it's time. And as go. we're leaving the old man that had <laughs> that slammed that that, that hurricane. hurricane uh, that that forty of hurricane. He's like, you've always fun. of the hurricane. But he screamed as we're leaving and like, let's get the fuck out of here. He's like, you've always fun. We're looking for. Him. I said, no. And then we left. 
Yeah, this was a great episode. We also talked about how Saw gets real, how Jigsaw is the owner also, of Also, White Girl Trap. Room. Yeah. White Girl Trap. Yeah, it started Starbucks. Out with the Starbucks theme. And then Trap we Hot like, White what Girls. If, uh, Jigsaw ran the Starbucks. And then what if Jigsaw had an escape yeah. room instead of the Starbucks? You have five minutes to figure it out, or I'm cutting off your hand. You can no longer play mascara to your pretty face. Mm-hmm. So, shit like that. Um, so that was that was a good one. Definitely the highlight of that one was just I don't know. I'm a few things on that one. But yeah, I guess top moment would just be the uh, the white, probably the white girl trap. White girl trap, Starbucks trap. slash escape yeah. room. Yeah, that was funny for me. All right, so the third <laughs> one, Malice at the Palace, yep. episode twenty nine with Jeff and, and Sona, and she was quiet but she was super cool but Jeff definitely liked to like to join forces with Chris and tease me of course well Trevor likes to let us join forces and no. tease him he doesn't he doesn't act more appropriate he just allows us to talk shit and then he gets uh, upset when we cut him off lies and deceit anyways you got a booger on your lip I know I'm fucking my nose is running folks like it's running for like Trump running for office again it's just running for no reason <laughs> there's a joke um, one of my favorite moments from that one is obviously the, the malice story. in the palace the story fight. the true story um, it's such a crazy moment that happened in the NBA but I get why it's it happened infamous. on both sides yeah people were being ridiculous the game was pretty much over and they were just being mean to the visiting team. The visiting yep. team decided not to take it anymore. Fuck you guys. And a, a bunch of them just got into a fight. The problem was is, is one of the dudes that pretty much started it, who was the main instigator, went on to win a championship yeah. like the next year with the Lakers. He used to play and with the Sacramento Kings. It was uh, Cousins? I don't know. Okay. But um, the other two gentlemen that were in contention in the playoffs – they uh, never got to get to the championship because of that whole ordeal. There was a couple Damn. of them that were great basketball players. They got in but trouble. because of that one incident, they, they got, got banned. They got, you know, people didn't want them on their teams after so that. So that, that event had long-term effects for people. For people's careers, yeah. And their lives, yeah. Yeah. So that was the highlight for that. Um, Trevor hates Nickelback. That's another highlight I love to talk about. Fuck them. <laughs> Moving on to... Uh, Sperm is rocket fuel. Yes. What what one that Chris is gonna groan, but I still love fuck you. The pirate episode. Arg. Arg. Saying Arg one too many times. We talked pirate history and we said, said Arg. Arg so much. And that was the most pirate talk I've done in my life and probably anyone else too. Like for an hour we went off and on having pirate talks in the pirate arg matey. That's what I said. Trevor loves that episode so much. I think I just put up with it, but it's not my favorite. It's a good episode. You still laughed a lot, though. Yeah, because I had to be there, but <laughs> other than that. All right, what's your number one? Number one for me is Higher Than Eagle's Pussy. That's oh, where... we didn't watch, or we didn't do that one together. That's right. You but did that one afterwards? I, yeah, I, I looked it up again. It was hilarious. But okay. It's where Michael and I uh, drink. We, we had we already done some dabs. We mm-hmm. had we had drank alcohol. We Got had done. Too high. We had already done some dab hits, and then then we ended up drinking this THC soda, and so it was 150 milli, milligrams, which is pretty strong. But Millimeters. I, but I was like, I'll be we'll be fine. He's like, we'll be fine. This is bright blue drink, and we drink it. Oh my god! Oh that my me, word! I got that got me so high. We were stumbling in. I 
and uh, I had to cook this meal, and I somehow didn't burn myself or didn't ruin the meal. I actually pulled it off, but we were we were incredibly high. I was forgetting how to play guitar at the beginning, and I was just uncomfortably high. And then we were just laughing, and Chris was he was annoyed because he realized he had to take control of the shit train. But he did a good job, and uh, a funny moment for me would be what we have. We're right by the hospital. All these sirens are going by, and Michael tried to outshout all these sirens. Yeah, it was. We're like, Michael, moment. don't try it, and he was just belting. Well, I think he originally thought that the siren was going to go down another street or no, turn went someplace. right by. Went right beside our apartment, loud as hell. And it was just funny because for a moment there, he did think he was going to out-talk it. Like, no. And then it didn't he work. slowly but surely realized, as we were telling him, we are like, Michael, Because it was multiple. And we would get into trouble, too, this guy screaming in your apartment. <laughs> and then the other thing after that is while that was going on, I was so high that by the end of the episode, my shirt was gone and, like, my socks were gone. And, like, I was half undressed by the end of the episode. Like, what happened? Yeah, Trevor got overheated because his heart was pounding from the from the THC. Yeah. And so he decided to take his uh, clothes off, pretty much, except for his pants. <laughs> I'll strip it's it for the show. So he can dress how he wants, but still yeah. just an uh, awkward choice, I believe. During a podcast, Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much our best moments from the year, folks. We're running a little late here today, but I don't think it's a problem too much. But I think that we appreciate all the folks that are listening, all the subscribers, anybody that's heard us just yet. I know this is an up-and-coming podcast, but we're going to continue to work on it, making it better, and trying to get to the next level, pretty much. We're going to gonna keep on moving forward. Progression, yeah? Do you want to play harmonica? No, you're good, bro. Go ahead and sling up your axe. I guess for, uh, I guess, announcements, we'll have more episodes coming up. Another guy to help us, or gal. And I'm playing open mic tomorrow at the first half tap house of a, a friend. So it'll be a duo. So that should be good. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Happy 2023, y'all. Yeah, happy 2023, everybody. next time. I hope you have a good year.